Um, I, I want to really do a piece with you from, from the, the, the Ali Shur on how to learn. Now, just I want, before I start doing the piece, I want to, before an Akasha, like, that we should learn how to learn from a, from a mashkiach. Right? That there's going to be somebody who's going to ask that question. So I just want to tell you a story, to mock them a story to perform to that. So this goes back, I, I don't know, a long time ago, probably about 1979-1980. And Ali Shur in those days was published, a lot of people did not know who it was even, and to get the copy of Ali Shur, those it was only had Galif, you had to go make a special bakasha, etc. You know, it was a whole production to get a copy. He only gave out the safer to people he thought was going to learn it, and you had to go make a request for it, etc. So one of the Baruch Yeshiva had a copy of the safer, and he walked by Rashiva Pesach. Pesach, Zichli Rocha, was a Talmud of the Mir Yeshiva. He was in Shanghai, um, and then eventually he married one of the Talmud of Rosh Yeshivas. One of the one of the the, the Rebbitsons, the daughters of the the, the, the Rashiva in Europe, and he became one of the Rashivas and tells. So this Barker walks by in front of Pesach, and he's holding an Ali Shur. So Pesach asks him, you know, what safer is that? He says Ali Shur. He says, who wrote it? Rishon Levova. He says, oh, Rishon Levova. They were you know they were in the mirror together. He says it's a safer in Londres, right? He says no, it's Musser. He says Rishon Levova Musser. What's the shaykh of Musser? He's not about Musser. The London. Shalom was a big lambdan, and he was known as a big lambdan in, in, in the mirror. But, but Moser? Nah, Kenetai. That was, that was the, the Pesach's response. So I just want to explain to you that in the mirror he was known as a lambdan. Do you notice a lambdan in the mirror? And that this is Pesach Stein talking, who was known as one of the biggest lambdanim of the mirror. He called it Shalom was a lambdan. He, he has the right to talk about how to learn also. The fact that nowadays he got known as a, as a, as a, as a Baal Moser. Maybe there's a there's a there's a, um, there's a story which goes with that. So there's, I'll tell you, there's uh, Amaisa Chavramim uh, was once he heard this from Rabbi Hillazak, the Chavetz Chaim's anecdote. The following story: So the the Rabbi went in the, in the 50s. They had a they had a Knesset Gedola from the Gudas Israel. I think it was like 1954. And he was a barker then, and he was chosen to go with her Baron Cutler to be, to be the shamish to go with her Baron Cutler to be Mashamish or Baron there. So while they were there, Baron went to visit the Briskarov. So they got to talk, they were talking and learning, and they're talking and learning, and they came up a conversation a Bir Lacha that handled their Shaila, and they, they go to the Bir Lacha together, and they and Baron says such a such good in this Bir Lacha, such good What's the pshat? He says to Mr. Rav that the Chavos Chaim was bavust as a, as a, as a tzaddik, not as not as a, not as a guy in the learning. So Mr. Rav said the Chavos Chaim daven the Kadosh he should not be known as a guy. That's what Mr. Rav answered. So Baron said, "Ah, the Kabbalah Sir Hillel was a bacher then. Says, "I don't get it." So that's, it means the Chavos Chaim did not mind being known as a tzaddik. He minded being known as a goy, so he died, but he shouldn't be known as a goy. But he's okay, he should be known as a tzaddik. That's what, that was the mascot of the word. That doesn't make any sense. But the Bishkarov said the terrorists, or Baron thought it was a good terrorist, so he wasn't going to say anything. Fast forward 30 something years, and Hillel's axe is in Eretz Israel, and he's, he's visiting with the, the Amshan of Rebbe, and they're talking and learning, and they end up having a conversation about a beer, about a beer, about a beer, a locha. And Amshar says, such goodness, 
extra oynus in a beer alacha. What's the pshat? Like, you know, the Chabas Chaim wasn't bevust as gay. He's known as a tzaddik, not as a goin. He should be known as a goin. What's the pshat? So, so Hillel says, I'll tell you the truth. And he tells him over the story. So, I'm sure he says, this is Kavaldi Kateret. He says, no, it doesn't make any sense. He says, you don't understand. It's a Pashtun pshat. The Chabas Chaim knew that he was a goin. He davened. He shouldn't be known as a goin. Chabas Chaim did not see himself as a tzaddik. So he never davened. He shouldn't be known as a tzaddik. Similarly, he was known as a tzaddik. End of, end of story. Right? So anyway, maybe that's the Hezber. So that Akdama. So part of the challenge we have in the world of learning, it's, 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 it's very difficult to learn something if you feel you walk away from a sugya not feel, feeling you don't really know it. And it's hard to apply yourself again and again and again and feel like you're, you're learning and you're not getting it. So if you would have a, maybe a clear... A, a, a approach how to do it so a person would feel more confident he's getting he's working through the sugya and he's getting a clear so he walks away from the sugya having a clarity right? so that 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 is that is uh, I think it's easier for a person to have a have a cheshik and a geshmak to to learn when he feels like he's walking away from the sugya but the problem is that learning a sugya is very very frustrating you know you learn a sugya and you hear a shir and you hear like this side and that side and this sheet and that sheet by the time you're finished you you feel very very confused. So you say, Bikiyas, you know what? You know, I, I know it's just Gemara Rashi, but at least I know what I'm supposed to know. I know what's not supposed to, you know, what's clear. And that's it. You count it over and you know it. But Eon gets much more complicated. So Revolben and Ali Shachar base has a parak. We talked about the, that the Torah is a tablet for the Yitzharah. He said that, that that depends that you have to learn appropriately, you have to learn correctly. So he goes through how to learn Eon. He has, a, he has a, three paragraphs how to learn Eon properly. And I think, I've, as far as I've seen, it's been the most succinct and clearest and best way ever put down on a piece of paper how to learn it right. Okay. So he says like this. He says, Yisrael Limud is Yediyah Brewer B'Gemara Rashi V'Toysis Ad K'Neitzir Chai M'Kol Nidim M'Sugyu That you get it clear enough that you push it, you can almost picture it as a picture. V'Havchana Brewer B'Ma'achalekas Ahavamini M'Maskana B'Ma'achalkim Rashi V'Toysis Okay, so the more assumed X, now the more is assuming Y. What changed? What exactly changed from the Havamina to the Moskona? Clarity in the, cha- in, in the Morris Kasha, the Morris Terence. What happened? Where exactly is, not, we're not just saying the Savoras, but what, what exactly are the differences between Rashi and the Sugya and Tosis and the Sugya? Tashir Yudia, there's a phrase which is used by the. It's called Gafis. The more appears Rashi Toysis, that's what it stands for. Rashi Tabas, Brura, Yechelim, Kemar, Laman, Allah, Nakudas, Ikriya, Shalasugya, Tsichasabana. Once you have that clarity, so you realize you get to the points of difficulty in the Sugya. Okay, the Gemara assumed X, and the Gemara assumed Y. So what, why did it change? Like, what was, what, what was the mistake in the original Pshah? Why isn't that Taka true? Why is the Territz right? Like, yeah, that's just the Kasha. They say for Baron Cutler, Baron Cutler said, he says, you know, you have a Kasha and a Sugya, right? So it's a Kasha. You find it somewhere else in Shas, so now it's a Territz. You see, it works like that somewhere else also. You see it multiple times in Shas, it becomes a Yusai. But I, I, so one time somebody had a conversation somebody proved to me his tarots and, and, and the kasha is right otherwise you have the kasha so that's not how you prove a, that's not how you prove a tarot is right because otherwise you have a kasha maybe the kasha is right and your tarot is wrong right well otherwise we have a kasha yeah that's true you know Agav um, I once did this with uh, the first year I was here I taught 
besides teaching, besides being a rebbe in Beis Medrash, I also was rebbe for the eighth grade. So uh, that was a very uh, that was the, the pshara, the way to get me get me enough money to to get me to move here. Not that it was so much money, but anyway, but whatever it was, the issue could afford to pay enough money that I could theoretically live on. Stress and were theoretical. Anyway, um, so so I, one one time in Shear in the eighth grade, a boy asked asked, asked a good cash. Uh, they said it's a great question. So what do you think of Terence? He says, I don't know. I asked the question. It's like it's like a tour. Since I asked ask a question, I'm puzzled for figuring out his Terence. I said, so you mean the rest of your life from now on, whenever you think of a good question, you're not going to like figure out. You're not you're not going to answer it. Like what? Like there's like a rule. You can't answer questions that you ask. Like what does that mean? You know. So. Uh, so he said, it's an interesting point. You know, ever thought about that? You know, that you're, maybe you're allowed to answer your own questions. He says, let me explain to you how you answer a question. It's like, you know, is there, there's a method to answer a question? Yeah, yeah, there's a method to answer a question. So every question is based on the X amount of assumptions. Right? Well, if A is true and B is true and C is true and D is true, we got a problem. So a lot of times you don't realize what your assumptions are. So the first thing you have to figure out, what are you assuming? If you're asking a question, it means you're assuming. What are you assuming? So let's figure out your assuming. Okay, you're assuming five points. A, B, C, D, E. One of them is wrong. That's why there's a cash. Once you figure out which one is wrong, you have your terrorists. So you have to figure out which one is wrong. So let's go through them one by one. So we said, let's, let's, let's create a word. We're, gonna, we're going to coin a new word in English. The word is budgeable. Right? Something that can be budged is budgeable. Something which can't be budged is not budgeable. So there's unbudgeable and there's budgeable assumptions. So the first, so let's go through your five assumptions. Are they budgeable or not? Well, A is not budgeable. I think about it every which way. It's clear that that's true. Okay, good. So then that's not the answer. One of them is going to give. One of them is going to be budgeable. Now, it's not necessarily most, the most obvious of them, but it might be one of them is going to do something wrong in your assumptions. Then you have your answer. Now, it might take you a while to figure out what your assumptions are. It might take you a while to get information why, whether they're, they're correct or not. Okay, so that's the work you have to do. Sometimes you don't, you don't have ideas. Well, yeah, there's a good more about it somewhere in Zvachim that you never learned. Okay, so I understand. That's a problem. But theoretically, that's, that's the rule how you're going to answer everything. So you can, answer, you can go through and work through where, where you're coming from, what are the issues, and, and the more you have a clarity, you're assuming A, B, and C when you're approaching the sugya, maybe one of those assumptions is wrong, you're going to have much more clarity in learning the sugya. So what's going on in the sugya is once you have a clarity of what exactly Rashi says, and what exactly Toysi says, and what exactly the Gemara says on the Havimim, the Gemara says on the Maskana, you can then go to the, you can start working out what are the problems. So then you go to the Rishonim. Rishonim, and he puts down Rosh Ran Rashba Viramba. If you learn the sugya well, you will realize that you'll find the Rishonim asking your questions. The Rishonim being Ayman on these Nakudas. I had a conversation not too long ago, uh, last summer actually, about a person who was a big Makadish and how to learn like Tanakh. So he, well, there's an individual who is like that, and I'm not so happy with some of the things that he comes up with. And this other person was saying, "Well, that's that's the whole kishmak of learning is being makadish your own shtickle." I said, "You know what? When I was younger, I thought like that. Like it was really kishmak have your own shtickle. As I got older, I was much more happier finding a shtickle that somebody else said because I know that I'm right." Then saying it's a pshat that nobody else said. You want to know why nobody else until you said this pshat? So it might be that that's your chalik in a shemayim that left just for you. That's a possibility. Probability is probably not that. So if nobody else said this pshat in, 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 in the story of of Ruth and Boaz, you want to wonder why? 
not, oh wow, we now know the real story of what really happened with Ruth and Boaz. That, that was my comment. Anyway, that was my, excuse me for using my pedestal here to get out my frustrations in life. Anyway, so you're going to go, if you learn the Sugya well, you're going to find the Rishonim asking your questions. You find the questions that you spelled out, and what the Rishonim is telling are not the same. You want to know, maybe you should go back to, to the Sugya again. Uh, I heard once from the name of Rishonli First. Rishonli First is the, is the uh, it's a very close Poisik and lives in Chicago. He's one of the main, main addresses of Sack in America nowadays. Um, so he's uh, he, he was very close to the Mershah, but he didn't learn. He, he learned in Tel Chicago. He used to go through Mershah. He said that he learns Bishel Bishop on Shabbos. He learned Bishel for six months. Like every which way, everything he went through the sugya, and then he went, through, he went to New York to discuss with the Marsha. And he came back and did Bishel again for another six months. After he talked to the Marsha, he realized how much he did not really chop in the sugya. That the had chop, that he hadn't chop. He said, you know what? Start over again. If you didn't get it, if you're going to the. He's not. We're not on the same page. It's not that Russia really didn't understand the sugya, and I did. It's probably that I didn't understand the sugya. Let's start over again, right? So if you get to the rash, when the rash is telling kashas what you didn't tell on, and vice versa, go back and do the sugya again. In the harvest, we have stakas berishonim ki rabim ki bezem avavulasadas. Too many berishonim gets you confused. Rakasher ezin and adayin on hisbarakol. So you work through the sugya, and there's still something missing. Then you look at the other berishonim. Fine. You, you had a ha'or, you want to see what's right? So then your job is then you work on a chabur, as it were. You go through the, all the places in Shas where this is discussed and see, does it fit? Is your, your side make sense or not? Is the, the, by seeing the, the other sugyas, maybe you'll get more clarity. You'll, you'll get a bigger picture. You'll see the whole, the whole the, everything like that. Then you go to the, the main achronim, and Then you go to the Russian yeshivas. Remember the following rule: The ikra place you're working is working through the the the, 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 the the Rashi Tosis and the Rishonim. Ha'achroinim, v'roi v'or she'shoftu ala sugya, they mamash pasha, they give you a light. Enim ashirim l'loim and mokim his'ameitz l'hovim v'sikluhu. They don't leave you room to work out, out yourself. V'nitaklis halimu his'ameitz v'sikleinu l'hovim ha'gemorah. It's a training process to train our minds. L'hapech ha'sikleinu l'seichah shaltarah. So the more we have to work on it, the better for us. So going through one of the the uh, a piece from Rebbechon and his mas with a sugya lock, stock, and barrel. So what's your, what's your job now? What do you have to do? It's not so smart. It's You know, going through Bukhan's Pshat and Rashim's Pshat and how they're the same and how they're different, etc. It's a for the person's, it's a blockage for the person's Aliyah. Okay. So you have to look at it in the Shulchanor. Not only because you need to work out a halakha lamais in the Sugya, but plus it, 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 it helps you bring the, the, the whole Sugya into a reality. 
Rashiva one time uh, told us a story that there was a, uh, a Talmud Yeshiva went into business, etc. So he's very worried. He says, You have to learn Hashemish with the Ksaisa and the Sivas. That that, that's you know, going to be your avoid the, as, a, as, as a businessman. Right? He said, Ksaisa Sivas, they're love the Shasur. He says, They are, but they're also Allah Chalamai. So they, were, they weren't saying it just for, for fun. They were working out through the Sugya how they come up to this is what the, the final reality is. So all of you things you work through, you see how it comes into a reality. It's easier to remember it. It's a it's a skulia car at least curse a sugya. Okay. So he brings a story over here now. Uh, the, I almost, you, the, the story almost gives almost gives almost overwhelms you. Almost the story almost overwhelms you. So. So the story goes like this: There is a because I'll say Asher Mishabolakan, Asher Mishabolakan, the Tamil of Biyadus, Gemara Babasra, that Asher Mishabolakan, fortunate is the person who comes to Shemayim, and Tamil of Biyadus, he has he has his has his learning, he remembers it. So there's a story about Adam Gadol, time of Rebbefal um, Shapiro. Um, son-in-law, and he said, "This person said, you know what? I'm getting older. Who knows when I'm going to be nifter? I need to take a masechta with me. I need to take a masechta with me. I'm going to the masechta so well that I, that I have mamish. I have tamul I have the masechta. Thomas Chaim brings in a few places. He brings a medrash mishle that after 120, after 120 years, a person comes to Shemayim Everybody gets the podium. Like, you know, even if you have problems with public speaking down here, they put you up on the podium up there and they say, okay, say over the, the Torah that you, that you learned. You have to Makadish anything, just with the Torah that you learned. And you get 180 days to talk. And you stand there for 180 days, the Chabad Chaim says. Now, if you have three days worth, you stand there for 177 days looking like an idiot. But that's what you do. Like, ah. Uh, I probably could last like around three hours. You know, like now what? And they don't take jokes. So it's like you know, you can get I can get up and say a lot of jokes. That's not a problem. But like we, we, you know, 180 days worth of Torah, you got to know it. And there's no safer. It's well, whoever's here. So this person was worried that he's coming to Shemaim and he doesn't have to be other. So he took him a masechta and he chazed over the masechta 15 times. And he felt after 15 times, he still didn't have the Masefta core. He didn't have it down pat in, in his core. So he goes through River Fall, push it, you know, to pour out his heart, like he's, you know, he's getting older, his memory's not good anymore, etc. He feels push it, felt bad. So he goes to River Fall, he tells the story, and River starts, starts smiling. So he says, like, what's the smile about? He says, <clears throat> I understand, I, I explain your, your problem. But me, 15 times, Kazim with the Gemara is like, first, that's Ayers called learning it. It's not called, you didn't do Chazara yet. How can you remember Gemara? You didn't do Chazara on. You don't really know the Gemara until you learn it 15 times. So after 15 times, you can start talking about Chazara. So of course you're not going to remember it. How can you remember Gemara? You only learned 15 times. And that was the story. Like, I read the story, and it gives you, I have to tell you, it's like, ugh, right? To say it gently. How many, how many Mesechtas did you cause over 15 times? How many Blada Gemara did you cause over 15 times in your life? So I, it, it's interesting 
when I when I was a bacher in the tells in the mechinah, which is not like this anymore. There was no there's no bakiya seder in, the, in tells in the mechinah when I was a bacher. Now there is because like bakiyas is in. We also used to do about fifty blot a year for seder. Now the way that the, the seder hayyam of, of, of the seder of the week first the seder hayyam was that you prepared the gemara from ninth grade on ninth grade ninth grade ready there was a, an hour and fifty minute for seder in the morning to prepare the gemara so you prepared the gemara for seder then you went to shir then you chazer second seder and night seder so on that day you learned the gemara four times every week there was chazara sashua Thursday Friday was chazara sashua. So on Thursday you learned it first Seder, Shear, second Seder, night Seder, and again. And over Shabbos you did it the same thing on Friday. So you now at the end of the week you learned the Gemara eight times. Then every every Zman there was Chazar Zman. So again, first Seder, Shear, second Seder, night Seder. You count the Gemara twelve times. You learn more twelve times by definition without doing anything extra. Just by keeping the city regular storeroom and not being a big masmid, you learn the Gemara twelve times. And then there was Bechinnas. The Bechinnas had the Zman in those days. There were written Bechinnas. There was an oral for hair from the Shashivas. You got one question. The Shashivas would come. All the Bachim would sit there in the, in the Shir room. The Shashivas would come in. It would, be, it would end of the Zman. It was, it was a major production. I mean, you wore your, you wore your suits and ties. None of the Shashivas coming in. It was like a full... And they'd go to up and down the rows. And you got one question. That was your grade for the Zman. You got one question. Sometimes they would go around, you know, sometimes, you know, now also it was in Yiddish, they would, the Rebbe would translate from Yiddish to English for those who didn't understand Yiddish. If you were, you know, a really good guy, you had the guts, you know, after, like, the Barker would say something, you try, like, you say, and, and the choice says, yeah, yeah, what's the choice? Yeah, talk about what's the choice? Then you the choice. You never know what you're going to get, so, like, that was pretty scary. Yeah. You're talking about the Ksoys, you know, whatever, but sometimes you would get, you know, you get a chance to have, okay, add a nice trickle terror. You had to have, I never had those guts. Never had those guts. Now, the, you, you were given 15 seconds to start answering. If you didn't start answering in 15 seconds, it was free, free for all, for anybody in the share to try and give them the answer. So you had to know everything in the parrot perfectly. Now, I had a chaver in yeshiva who he, he, I'm telling you, he bombed everything clear. His mouth, he got the question, the one thing he didn't know in this man. There's another barker in the shear who probably did not know too much, and he got a question, the one, one of the things he didn't know. He said, you know what, there's a better island, there's a Bershert in the world also. You know, that's also part of it. But, but you didn't want to go, go in based on Bershert. I mean, you know, you want the. So during Chazar's man, there's guys who stayed up to 1, 2 in the morning. You constantly more 3, 4, 5, probably 20 times. I can picture the source of of all of those Gemars I learned in the Mishnah and Tells. To this day. I know where every word on the pages. I, I learned them 20 times at least. I haven't learned like that. That level of learning. Maybe when I learned the set, when I learned, remember when I took my Bechina Hechel Shabbos. I took a Bechina Hechel Shabbos. Maybe. Uh, I took a Bechina Mishnah to Sodorm. Maybe. But I don't think so. But twenty times you look at twenty times you, you possibly remember it. Like you have it, it. It starts sinking in. Start becoming real. And those guys probably learned more than me. Those guys probably did more than twenty times. But you, you were starting with a baseline of twelve times. Well, now second seder there's a bakiya seder because I should learn bakiyas because also first seder goes a lot slower. If there's something we did fifty blot. Ella was was seven weeks long. They started they they would start on chaf Ella. Uh, so there's a week of learning before this month starts, you know, before you get to Rosh Chodesh. But 
assessment shuba was chazor. Then the middle of the winter there was two weeks of chazor, and then the winter there was two weeks of chazor. So of the twenty weeks of the winter, there was only sixteen weeks of learning. And summer's on there was also two weeks of chazor. So of the forty-four weeks of the year that there was it wasn't Ben Ismanim, you only learned thirty-seven of them. And thirty-seven we did we did in four days a week we did over a plot a week. For Seder. So we went much quicker. So, but the, so we didn't have bikiyas, you know. So the guys night said you weren't learning bikiyas, not the parak. Nowadays, I want to finish my sefer. So you learn second set of this parak and night set of that parak, and after night that's it. We all knew. I didn't know that you're supposed to do that. I, after my I said the night chazid over the parak again. The what I was learning. So like, you know, they never, nobody ever informed me that you're supposed to like finish the masechta. The first time I finished masechta as a bocher, I was 22 years old. I mean, I, I, I did Megillah in a store in lunchtime with Lilanish with somebody. Like, you know, the first time I finished a masechta was I was 20, 21, 22 years old. Right. But we did 50 blocks. You did 50 blocks. You did 50 blocks as best as you could. It, it, it sank in. It's not how we do it nowadays. But that's it's talking frustrating. I, I understand, like, you know, so how do you feel good about your learning if you feel like it, 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 it falls through your fingers? So the only solution is Chazara. Before you get to Chazara, you have to know what the Gemara says. That's what he's saying. You push it, you have to, which means you, before you get to Chazara, you have to work out the Gemara. You have to speak it out or write it out. Okay, what, was, what did the Gemara assume and what is the Gemara changing? Where, where, what's changing exactly? The Gemara is not the How does it answer the question? You know, we used to have these talking learning that, you know, the, the, Kill off a hair a little bit. They're talking over the book. So, so how's that the question? It says, I don't know. This is, okay, let's try it. Let's try it. Work it through. Like, so what the more assume on the question? How did it change? I don't know. Like, that you got to do yourself you gotta, before you get to me. You know? That's what you're supposed to do. That's what it means learning a piece of Gomorrah. So you learn through the Gomorrah. The more it has a kasha. The more it has, the more it brings a more asakasha price. How do you see the price? How's the price of shemir? Like, what's the what is the nakuda which is shemir, or what are the nakudas which are shemir? You know, you'll see multiple rishonim. We'll see different nakudas. But okay, fine. But think yourself before you get to the rishonim. You're saying because you're training your mind to think. So why talk if do we have to train our minds? Then he goes into the, he talks about lima the shemikia because now we go too slow. I, I, I just want to explain to something, you know, we did like a blot a week, you know, a little bit more than a blot a week. Our gift was a lambdan. Like, everybody's not that, right? Yeah, he was known as a lambdan. Right? Good. Okay. Fine. The, the pace of base matters was a blot a week, first statement. And the Sheba would get up and bemoan the fact that we're going to be Amaratsim because a blot a week can make a mamash be Amaratsim. Like every other shmooz, blot a voch, Amaratsim et how can you only learn about a week? You have to learn two blood a week, three blood a week. Like, well, that's a lot. I don't mean it's like, you know, like bikinis. Right? So somebody, somebody, one time I said to her gift, he wrote a letter like about the importance of going fast. It says, the Shiva holds, is saying you should learn bikinis. The Shiva says, is all in on a cup? Nitrachten? We came along nitrachten. How can you learn without thinking? Now what the words mean. It was, what does it mean bikinis? Bikinis means you don't think. It's like, what does that mean? And he came and let it on a cup. Of course, he says, Madaf Trachten, Madaf Trachten Schnell, you should think faster. So I, says, I one time I had the chutzpah, she says, Could she explain to me how you think faster? How does it work? Like, how do you make the mind go faster? She says, So Schnell. That was the answer I got. It was very helpful. Um, 
but nowadays it says you have to have a Makiya Seder, you have to leave a Halakha Seder, right? It talks about that as well. But just, just the, this Nakuda of how to learn. So, what's Takapshat? What's Takapshat? We have to train our Seichel to be the Seichel. So, I'll just very quickly I'll just tell you that I have this Maisa where I was learning with my Chabrusi, we were learning Hitler Sitzes. So, you learn the first time in Hitler Sitzes over there, it goes to the, the issue of when you take off your bag and the bag falls off. When you make a new bracha, when you don't make a new bracha, etc. There's five sifim over there about that halacha. So, by Chirusa, we're learning it, and we learned the first sif, and we, came, we worked out, you know, okay, we have the case, but what's the leklal? What's the aside? So, we worked out back and forth, punching it through, etc. We worked out that we have the cloud. Great. Probably took, us, probably took us two or three hours. We went to the next sif, and we realized that our cloud was wrong, because if, if so, this case shouldn't, the psaac was wrong. So, vice versa, we were wrong. So we said revamp, start over again. Okay. Five sifim, one after the other. That's what happened. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. Look at like three, three first seders. I was learning, I was learning first seder. It's a four, four hours seder, learning hilchas sitzes, on, on five sifim. So I was like, okay, I have the cloud. So my Christmas is so let the children just tell you the cloud. Let's tell you, give me case A, A, B, C, D, E. Give me the cloud. You save me all this work. They said, you know, it'd be very nice if we wake up in the morning and next to our bed, there's a little letter. It says, listen, my, my, dear, my, my, dear, my dear child, today you're going to be faced with the following challenges, following scenarios. This is really what's happening, and this is what you should do. Sign your loving Father in heaven. It'd be wonderful. But that's not what happens. I've never got that letter next to my bed yet. So I'm supposed to come to life and say, well, something's happening. What's really going on over here? What is really the issue? And what, how should I respond? Well, where did you get the training to do that? When you learn for Seder, and you, you break your head on, on working out what, what's the... There's, there's very little in Shas of, of Klolim. Almost all of Shas is cases. Take the case and figure out from the case what the rule is. What's really going on? What's really the Yisoyed? What's really the Hanukkah? Well, that's life. But imagine you never trained your mind to do that. So you have these like wonderful, you go to, like, go to college, like, great, they give you rules. So they get you know, all the different things, it's wonderful. Then they put you out to real life, and they're like, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know. So what is this person really saying to you? He's yelling at me. He's upset at me. No, he's not. He's upset at his wife. How can you tell? I don't know. Let's, let's see. Work it out. Right? He's upset at the fact that you know, he's jealous of you. No, he's not jealous of me. He says he's not jealous of me. Oh, he really is jealous of you. What's really happening? What people say and what's really happening have no shaykhs. You'll get married. You'll find out that for sure. Right? And that's what happens. You got, but how are you supposed to know? Well, you, you were trained in Lone Gomorrah. You're trained that your mind should take things apart. Figure out what really the Nakuda is. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. So, since the Russian made life like that, and the Torah is Taras Kayim, that's why he made our minds like that. This is, the mind, this is what we've got to do. We've got to work through our cup to figure out what's going on, what really is the issue, what really changed, what was the happening, what was what's going on. I don't see that. I see words. What's really going on over here? Is we're, 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 it, it, it's, a, it's a mind training for life. The Russian wants us to become people that are seichel, a seichel terror. Mashir Pesos, you still always constantly say, says, without Makarazan, then a seichel, it's a seichel terror. It doesn't make any sense. He says, well, that means you, human being X, is saying, hmm, God, you got it wrong. Maybe he got it right and you don't got it wrong. Well, it doesn't make sense to me. Okay, fine. So let's figure out why he saw it differently than you. 
What's, where, where's the difference? And now that we do that, let's see why maybe that makes more sense than your sense. And that's all part of the process. We, we, we're training our minds to think in an appropriate way. Okay.